You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, breaking down what we saw from Sunday week eight, some big games, some big injuries, I think to touch on at the beginning of this program brian peacock and matt williamson with you at bd peacock at williamson nfl on twitter get some questions in for tomorrow's twitter tuesday if we can get through all the games today as we did last week successfully we'll try to do that once again here following the week eight sunday slate and we got one more game to cover on monday night night football that we'll get to tomorrow matt the big news just coming down this morning from there's a couple of big injury stories here in the nfl after week eight but Derrick Henry, we talked so much about how he's a cyborg. He's a different human being. Uh, he's built different. He's a unicorn, and he doesn't get hurt despite all the usage. Well, you can finally throw that out the window. Derrick Henry has gone down with what is confirmed to be a, a Liz Frank foot injury, and now he's going to be done for probably eight weeks. Pro Football Doc on Twitter says, you know, it's probably – going to be more than eight weeks even take the over potentially on that sorry it's not a list frank i always get those confused a jones fracture in his foot is the injury for derrick henry so out indefinitely according to the team eight or so week recovery time pro football doc david chow on twitter who's worked in the nfl um he says take the over on eight weeks so that's a huge blow for those tennessee titans oh without question and i mean it's (laughs) First of all, I don't know what to think of that division. You know, we'll talk about this game. The Colts had a chance to get back in it. The Titans people are talking about, like, they're the best team in the AFC now. They only three big wins in a row. Things are going their way. A.J. Brown's tearing it up. Tannehill's doing well. All these wonderful things. And then the foundation and really a possible MVP candidate, to be very honest with you, is out for an extended stretch and, you know, the cyborg, the freaking nature. And he is, I mean, I, mean I, I don't know that any of us need to listen to me or you to f- realize the, the, the extreme, extreme ramifications this has. I mean, they're the heaviest play action team in the league. And I understand the studies of you don't need to run the ball well for play action. Well, it sure works to their advantage. I mean, just the, here's the one example I can give. How many times have you seen – Play action, A.J. Brown on a crossing route where the linebackers should be, but they took a big step forward Mm -hmm. fearing Henry, hit A.J. Brown in stride. He shrugs off a corner and goes 65 yards for a touchdown. Well, I mean, that's just one ramification, let alone the, the punishing ability Henry brings late in the season, late in the game. You know, I mean, he's a cyborg. And the Titans handling their business, though, in Indianapolis, 34-31 34-31 the final there, and the Titans now at 6-2 in control of that division. Even without Derrick Henry, you would think that they have a, a pretty easy path to winning that division and into the playoffs. The question becomes, can Derrick Henry get healthy for the playoffs, and how do the Titans limp along without Derrick Henry because he's been a huge factor for them winning these football games since he's been there the last couple of years. The Colts are in rough shape now at 3-5, and five after losing to their division rival, the Tennessee Titans, at home. So uh, that was one that the Colts really needed. They fall 34-31. So now if you're the Titans, you got to lean on Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown. Those are your next up young, you know, you got your young star receiver. 
Uh, even threw a pass with A.J. Brown in that game. You've got uh, 11 targets, 10 catches, 155 yards, and a touchdown. If you get some, like this isn't, even if Henry never comes back even in the playoffs, he's a running back still. And I know he's the most important running back in the NFL to his team, but yeah. I think the Titans will completely change the way they play. They kind of have to. Uh, speaking of cyborgs, Adrian Peterson, right? Did you just tell me that right before we went yeah, on the air? He's Adrian on a Peterson. plane as we're recording to Tennessee. Like That doesn't mean they're going to sign him. But I will say, as you're you – know, pull back the curtain. As you were doing introductions, you know, welcome to Peacock and Williamson. I went to two of my dynasty leagues and picked up Adrian Peterson because his game didn't play yet. He's not an NFL player. I was able to add him to my roster just in case on the cheap. Um, it just seems like the perfect fit, doesn't it? I mean, what was it? Twitter Tuesday last week. Who's better, Adrian Peterson or Derrick Henry? And we had a really good conversation about that. And people should listen, you know, comparing their careers. But there was obvious similarities. Like, with all respect to Darrington Evans and those guys, they're not pounders. I mean, that line is designed for a downhill pounding back. And, okay, you don't catch the ball that well. We don't care. Our last guy didn't either. You know, I mean, I I heard the way Derrick Henry catches a football is like us catching a beach ball. You think about that. Like the ball's in the air and he has his two hands up for a while waiting for it to come to him. <laughs> and, you know, it's like that little comparison. I threw that out there. But Peterson makes all the sense in the world. They still have to change, though. I mean, you're just not going to get as many people in the box without him. We've got to talk about another big injury here in the NFL, and if we're going to roll through these, we got to we got to go quickly. And we know how big of an injury that is for the Titans with Derrick Henry. We hope he comes back, and we hope he. Uh, well, he's done. He's done. He's done for my Peacock and Williamson fantasy football league. He was my number four pick in that league, and <laughs> got a lot out of it. Uh, we're going to talk about another actually funny thing that happened with uh, the Peacock and Williamson fantasy football league in the next segment here. We talk about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Um, But I want to talk about another big injury that happened in the NFL, and that was Jameis Winston. He is feared. We haven't seen the confirmations yet with MRIs, but Jameis Winston feared to have torn his ACL for the New Orleans Saints. And another big game and a huge win for the Saints at home to knock off the Buccaneers. Look out. They're only one back in the win column tied in the loss column now with the six and two bucks, the five and two Saints in the NFC South. That gets very interesting, but their quarterback is out now. So. What do the Saints do with Jameis Winston if he is done for the year? Uh, Looking at pro football talk, Cam Newton was being rumored about for them. Uh, He is not going to be uh, somebody that the Saints consider to bring in. Drew Brees will not unretire to replace Jameis Winston, so (laughs) we can stop talking about that one. So it's Trevor Simeon who replaced Winston, and then it's Taysom Hill who's coming off a concussion. And there's your two-headed monster at quarterback now. So I just pulled up the NFL schedule grid to see, you know, what's Tennessee have ahead of them. And they go to the Rams, which is going to be a really tough game, of course. But then they play the Saints, you know, who we're talking about now. And I'm not even sure why I pulled up the schedule, because frankly, I think Tennessee probably wins the division considering the lead they have and beating the Colts twice already. They're in the driver's seat. They probably win the division. I don't know if they're a contender anymore. But with all respect to Winston, who – I usually say favorable things about on here. You know, they just beat the Bucks without him. I mean, I think Sean Payton will make that work, and I still think New Orleans is probably a playoff team. I mean, they got Atlanta this upcoming week, and then at Tennessee without Henry, the Eagles, you know. So uh, you look around the NFC, I don't think they're in that bad a shape. 
but it's certainly a blow. I mean, I'm not going to say it's, you know, a massive, you know, easy thing to overcome, but I think the Henry injury is bigger, even though Winston's a quarterback. But man, it was enough for them against one of the best teams in the league in their division. So why not? Why, why, why can't Trevor Simeon keep uh, keep it afloat for a little while? But, yeah, um, it would be more fun if all of a sudden WWE style, the entrance music came on for Drew Brees and he came running out of the tunnel. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be awesome. And I don't know that that's that far-fetched. It needs to at least be addressed. I mean, I, I think that's kind of crazy. Um, but, I mean, he's got another gig and, you know, does he want to get hit and yeah. you know, all those things. So, I mean, that's kind of fantasy land. Um Taysom Hill's the wild card, though. Like, there's a lot of moving parts here. Like, boy, I was getting excited about the Saints. Michael Thomas is right around the corner, and, you know, things could be going well. Um, And now could Taysom Hill come in, and they totally change their style of play. I still think I'd consider Newton the more I think about this, though. Wouldn't you? Especially if you go Hill, bring in Newton. um, Would the personality of Newton behind I think part of the problem with Newton is it's hard to bring him in as a backup quarterback. True, but and, he really wouldn't be. Well, you would at first, and then if Hill plays well, do you go to Newton no matter what? If Newton's clearly already better, then why would you even talk about it? You just bring in Newton, and he's your starter. So I think that's sort of the dilemma there. Yeah, I mean, maybe and you disagree. How maybe does he get acclimated and all that right. thing, all that stuff? I mean, it would take a few weeks for him to jump in yeah. and start. So then Hill's your starter. But you would, if, if you're bringing him in to be the starter, then you know he's going to eventually be the starter. If you're bringing him in to be the backup, I think that's maybe the hang-up for, um, for Newton with a lot of teams is him being you know a superstar backup. I, I think that's been a sticking point for him every step of the way since he's, since he's you know, deteriorated a little bit. Is he's a massive personality and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think that he is a starting personality and he's flamboyant and, you know, great track record and is a very specific style of player. You know, like you don't just insert him in any passing game. Um, this one, though, I mean, couldn't he be somewhere in between Jameis and Taysom? I don't know if he can throw anymore, though. I- <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's hard. I, I wouldn't expect him to really be worse than Taysom Hill. I expect him to be better than Taysom Hill, to be honest with you, because I don't have a high, a huge high expectation for Taysom Hill as just a pure quarterback. But I think the offense you run with Taysom Hill, I think he's just got more, you know, he's got less injuries on his body than than Cam Newton. So maybe you run things a little differently, but it could be somewhat similar. So maybe the combination of Hill and Newton makes more sense than the combination of Hill and and Simeon, or do you Simeon. want the sort of fastball changeup of those two quarterbacks and they go to a sort of a two-quarterback system here the rest of the way? I don't know. There, there's a lot of options for the New Orleans Saints there at quarterback. Yeah. It, it, the Hill thing, though, is, is almost seems like he has to be um, in, the, in the mix. I mean, like, assuming he's healthy, I bet he plays a lot no matter yes. what. So I got late-breaking news for you. My phone just blew up. That's here why I was a little distracted there. How about this? The Broncos are sending eight-time Pro Bowler Vaughn Miller to the L.A. Rams for two second-day draft picks. Oh, my goodness. That is too big of news to cover right now. We've got to pause for a second. Let that absorb. Come back and talk about Los Angeles Ram. 
Von Miller. Wow. Blockbuster trade <laughs> that has just thrown this whole uh, podcast offline here. We're going to have to know, cover some of these sorry. games tomorrow, it looks like. So uh, this is going to be a two-part series of covering all the football games from Week 8. Let's talk Von Miller. Now Ram next. Has it been a struggle to find what channel, what streaming device you need to get everything situated for you while you're watching football? Maybe you've got a kid that needs to watch something else while you're watching your football to keep them occupied while you focus on the game. Got highlights going over here. Got one game over here. Someone's trying to watch the show over there. Maybe you don't remember the logins. Uh, you're sharing your neighbor's, sister's, whatever. Uh, DirecTV Stream can get this all situated for you. And I'm sure you've had those struggles over the first month of the football season. No more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and best part is no annual contract. It's called Direct TV Streams. And it brings your live tea and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place, as it should be. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Adam Schefter, breaking news. Blockbuster trade. Broncos are finalizing a trade to send eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker Von Miller to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for two second-day picks in 2022. League sources tell ESPN. Miller is now saying goodbye to his friends in the Broncos training facility. Von Miller, longtime Denver Bronco, one of the best pass rushers over the course of his entire career, going to the Rams, who, uh, man, have so much star power already. And this is a huge piece for those Rams, who are obviously going for it, uh, as we already knew they were. Huge for them in the NFC West. Battling with those Arizona Cardinals, battling with other teams like the Packers and Bronco or and uh, Buccaneers for top seed in the NFC. Woo! Uh, that team not messing around over there in Los Angeles, and this is a huge get for them. What are your initial thoughts as this news breaks while we're on the air, Matt? Well, it's funny because Miller was you know didn't play this past weekend. I'm sure this stuff has been in the works. Side note, this might be happening a lot over the next 48 hours, 24 hours or so, because the trade deadline is tomorrow at four. I expect there to be a lot of action. Um, so there might be quite a few things to respond to. So our condolences if we don't dig into every game, you know, as much as we usually do. But, we'll, you know, we'll talk about every team throughout the week, of course. Um, Denver just won. I mean, Denver's four and four. They beat Washington 17-10. But I heard Cecil Lammy, football guys, I mean, friend of mine, great dude, very dialed in with Denver, does the radio shows and is more of a beat reporter than I am, but similar with how I am with the Steelers. He had said a couple weeks ago, like, don't be surprised if Denver becomes a seller. I mean, and I was thinking, you know, Melvin Gordon, you know, and Miller makes sense, though, because he's expensive. He's up in age. You know, they went last year without him. But they also don't have Bradley Chubb right now. I mean, like. They, they're clearly punting on the season. Such a Rams move, though. I mean, they're always so aggressive. When they want something, I want Matthew Stafford. I want Brandon Cooks. I want, you know, they go get people. And I'm pretty darn intrigued to mix him with Aaron Donald and that front and, and go from there. And frankly, I hadn't thought about this till just now because it just happened. Um, actually, I just got another blurb on my phone second and third round pick from the 2022 draft originally they thought it'd be two second day picks oh i guess that is i'm being dumb 
right so yeah two second <laughs> second day picks it's a mouthful so there's only two rounds second and third rounds i don't know if the rams have extra day two picks next year but yeah it has to be either a second or third round pick in that case so uh if that's all they had then it's a second and a third in the 2022 draft for von miller so i, I, I yeah. think it's pretty good compensation for the broncos to get that day two picks are pretty valuable um, oh, yeah. those are going to be later probably day two picks depending on if there was extra picks there that are coming from other teams or something with the rams and not exactly sure there don't have that information in front of me but von miller makes a ton of money and that's another wrinkle to this whole thing is the rams uh, already have a lot of salary on the books like uh, the salary cap doesn't exist for some teams and it does for others and the rams is one of those where it, it it clearly doesn't exist no it's a little bit of a fabrication um you know miller was playing really well though before he was injured a couple weeks ago so it's not like he's some over the hill missed all year type of guy junk i mean i think they loved his film Matching him with Aaron Donald, and what I was about to say before that my phone erupted again, was Fangio's defense is where the Rams got their scheme last year, and Staley took it to L.A. with the Chargers, but the Rams kept it, so Miller should have a very seamless transition. A couple of notes on that. One is I've heard that the Chargers might be shopping for a defensive tackle because Staley finding that, you know, having two deep safeties is a little bit more difficult when you don't have someone like Aaron Donald in the middle of your defensive line, and they, they've been a little bit rough against the run sometimes on defense. So they might be shopping for someone on the interior, and obviously you're not going to go get Aaron Donald, but it might be, you know, of the 350-pound nose tackle variety or something like that in the middle of their defensive line, which is obviously kind of what comes from the Fangio style of odd man front on defense. You have to have a big guy in front to take on a couple of blocks to do keep everybody else clean to do everything else you need to do there. So, yeah, all those things are really interesting. Uh, another note here from Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus talking about Von Miller. Even the declining version of Von Miller that we have now, still the best edge defender the Rams have had during the Aaron Donald era so um that's another yeah. you know, obvious who, who are you going to block there you're not going to be able to double von miller because you're already doubling aaron donald and now can you double aaron donald less if you're worried about von miller off the edge so i mean that's a scary uh, combination of dudes up front it really is i mean with all respect to floyd and quinn they're good and they really benefit from donald but they're not hall of famers i mean they're not special players and i just want to throw this out there too and i've seen a little bit of growing Uh, a growing case for uh, Jalen Ramsey to be defensive player of the year, you know, that he's been playing at that kind of level too. So they now have three elite talents on a really good offense. This might be enough for me to say they might be my new Super Bowl pick. Okay. Well, here we go. More breaking news. This from Adam Schefter. Do you know how the Rams can afford it? Well, it's because as part of the trade, the Broncos are paying $9 million of Von Von Miller's remaining $9.7 million salary. So the Rams are only taking on 0.7, which is like, man, if, if, the Broncos are paying his salary too, I would have asked for a first round pick. Um, do the Rams have a first round pick? Uh, they, they, they never always, have first round picks, so maybe that was not an option. I'm trying to think. I if they, assume it was not. I mean, the last one, last first round pick they made was Jared Goff, right? And I sure can't remember if they have out. next year's or not because it's been obviously however many years that's been five straight years or seven straight years without a uh, first round pick or whatever it was. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't have next year's first round pick. They traded it for Stafford, right? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. So. yeah the, the Lions had next year's first, but I'm with you though. I mean. 
a late second and a late third is pretty good compensation for a player that age. I mean, even if you're eating salary, Denver needs a quarterback. I mean, could those picks end up in Green Bay to end up with a Rodgers type compensation? I mean, I mean, I'm really getting in the weeds though. I mean, does Rodgers want to go to Denver now if they sell off all their good old older players? You know, like is that a total youth movement? What's going on there? That was fun. I love blockbuster breaking news while we're on the air this is fun stuff and who knows maybe you know maybe the league is is trending in that direction where some of these new school gms aren't as uh, opposed to making blockbuster moves like this so maybe the trade deadline is more fun than we all grew up remembering here with the nfl and this is obviously a big trade in most years there's not even a trade this big that happens so uh by the way tune in to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel tomorrow live for a trade deadline special breaking down all of the moves, including this Von Miller trade from Denver to Los Angeles. Uh, be previewing the second half of the 2021 season. It's a live trade deadline show tomorrow, Tuesday, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time. That's noon to 2 West Coast time on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right. Let's get to some more it's of these a whirlwind. Games. <laughs> uh, I love it. You got to love covering the NFL, right? I mean, there's just never a shortage oh, of fun things to cover. I, I do want to shout out. Well, you know, I'll, I'll save this for tomorrow. We're going to have a, a run your pool survivor pool update on Tuesday show. I was going to talk about it today, but let's tease that one for tomorrow. And uh, a certain game we will talk about that knocked out over half of the remaining competitors Ooh. in that pool. Not me. I did not change my team at the last moment. So I do have the Chiefs here coming up on Monday Night Football. So we'll see if that pays off for me. Tomorrow we might be talking about me also being out of the survival <laughs> pool. Who knows? I like your chances. <laughs> I think I'll be okay. I think I'll be okay. How would you like to have a delicious box of protein bars that taste like a candy bar? Oh, and how about 15% off of that box of built bars? You can get any of their fantastic original flavors. They've got some marshmallowy puff flavors right now and the newest blueberry muffin shooting up my power rankings for built bar flavors. What's your favorite flavor? Get 15% off at built.com. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Uh, maybe you want a little bit more protein. You can get up to 18 grams of protein in some flavors like the peanut butter, which is my favorite. But there's a ton of great flavors all covered in delicious 100% chocolate. The nine original flavors, a bunch of new flavors. I think they got 18 flavors up there. You can build your own box and mix and match flavors. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I know you love that football season is rolling, and I know you've learned a lot in the early going of the season. You can put that to use at betonline.ag. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. New updated site and interface, more odds, props, contests than ever before. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. And you can bet on other things as well. We've got baseball playoffs going on basketball, hockey, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take an advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And you can get a special bump with 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. So go head over to your 
mobile device, website, desktop computer, you can access betonline.ag however you want. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, unless there's any more blockbusters coming down today, uh, let's get back to recapping, Matt. How about your Pittsburgh Steelers knocking off the Browns in Cleveland 15 to 10. This is a game where I did not watch a lot of because I knew you were locked into it completely. On paper, this looks like just a snoozer that I'm glad I wasn't watching. Is, is that the way it went for the Steelers-Browns? Not through my eyes. I was on the edge of my seat. I wasn't <laughs> snoozing at all. I mean, um, it varies. That, this is what the Steelers need to do now. I mean, it, it's very clear. They're on a winning streak. You know, they're over 500. Uh, the Bengals lost, the, the Ravens sit at home, the Browns lose, the AFC North is very interesting all of a sudden, just when I thought the Steelers might have, you know, kind of bottomed out and been the clear number four team in that division. The offensive line doesn't stink anymore, you know, I mean, they, they, they're going to play a lot of these close, grinded out type of games, you know, Baker wasn't great, Ben wasn't great, you know, neither one's making big time throws. Steelers did a really good job against the run. I didn't quite see that coming. And that was the difference in this game. They were very timely with their uh, defensive stops. You know, uh, all the right times they got a turnover or forced them to kick a field goal and those type of things. Really, it was a pretty even game, you know, time of possession and yards per play and things like that. Um, But Watt was great. Garrett was great. In a way, it was kind of what you expected is just a low-scoring, grinded-out type of game. I'm assuming this is Ben Roethlisberger's last game against or in Cleveland. Just a hunch. Guess what Ben's record is against the Browns for his career? There's been 27 games. Oh. How many think of those are wins? Just throw out a number. I I didn't mean to put you on the spot. (laughs) I'll I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll say 20 wins. He's 24-2-1 and one against the Browns. Jeez. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's ownership. That's Aaron Rodgers and the Bears-like ownership. Probably better, actually, record-wise. I don't know what the Rodgers record is against the Bears, but it's probably not even that good. Yeah, it really is. I mean, uh, I'm not going to harp on this too much, but it, it was midway through last year where Ben was not the quarterback that had the most wins in the Browns stadium ever. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does make sense. It hardly, you have to really think about it. It took Mayfield a little while to pass him. Now Mayfield is the winningest Browns quarterback in that building. That's amazing. But it that, was that is ben, a pretty amazing stat. Like yeah. 365 days ago. Uh, the Browns are in last place. So they got problems. You know, I mean, if they can't run on you, they, they can't really affect you any other way. Are the Steelers a contender? I mean, they're four and three. They get the Bears and Lions here the next two weeks. So they'll probably be six and three, knock on wood. And then it gets really brutal after that. So I bet they start moving up power ranks and people will be talking about, oh, the Steelers are back and Tomlin saving the season, which that part's kind of true. Um, but I don't know that they're a contender. They're probably, they might be one of the seven playoff teams. Did you happen to see the fake Boswell kick, though? I did not see the fake. They were on fourth down. They go to kick a chip shot field got field goal. Instead, they direct snap it to the kicker who rolls to his right to throw one in the end zone. 
gets blasted in the head, which frankly should have been a roughing the passer call, but it wasn't, and got concussed. So they had no kicking game the rest of the game, you know, so that <laughs> greatly affected things too, and they kind of got away with it. Uh, I don't mean to laugh at, at Boswell getting concussed, but yeah, the, when Come on. when trick plays go wrong, it's it's so funny. When they go right, it's like, oh, that was awesome, and then they go wrong. Like, what the hell are you thinking trying that one? Oh, um, Tomlin would have been roasted if they I always like how non-quarterbacks think playing quarterback is pretty easy, and they're just going to roll out and have a good old time and just toss it, and it's going to be nice and fun and easy, and uh, they get blasted. And any kicker trick play gone wrong is doubly bad. Yes, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, the kicker's going to throw. He got hit by like a 285-pound defensive tackle in the head at full speed. I mean, it would have been... I, I'm, I'm like, oh, no. He's, he's I don't know dead. if you can keep this short. What's the Najee Harris scouting report? He's getting 30 touches a game. Is that good? Is that too much? Uh, what do you think about the rookie? There's been a lack of big plays, which I think hurts him because you yeah. know, see 26 carries. It's only three and a half yards per carry, just really grinding it out on the ground. You're not getting those big runs like you're seeing with you know Derrick Henry when he carries the ball 26 times. Yeah, I think he'll be a lot like Lev Bell, where he won't be having those. He'll have chunk runs, but he's not going to have the 80-yarders. He's not fast, fast. Um, they're like the heaviest first-down running team in the league. So they're running into brick walls and, and eating clock, and it's paying off as the game goes on, You know, just to hide Ben more than they did earlier in the season. But Harris looks great. He's their best offensive player. Let's finish this up with Sunday Night Football. It's the freshest in my mind. We'll get to the rest of these games on tomorrow's okay. program and hopefully have time to hit some questions. If we don't hit the questions Tuesday, we will hit your twi Twitter questions Wednesday because we've got uh, to have a chat back and forth with the listeners and we'll have an opportunity to break down everything that happens uh, at the trade deadline as well, which will be done after we're off the air on Tuesday's program. So we'll, we'll kind of recap that on Wednesday as well, I'm sure. Uh, Cowboys hold on to beat the Vikings 2016, and it was not Dak Prescott at quarterback. It was Cooper Rush at quarterback, who had a pretty darn good-looking stat line in this one. 24 of 40, 325 yards passing, a couple touchdown passes, did have the interception. Um, and it's funny because when we previewed this game and we're making picks, Matt, it was like, ah, Dak Prescott's going to play, right? Uh, we're yeah, not worried right. about that. And it turns out, uh-oh. And you <laughs> shout out to Jerry, who's commissioner of the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy Football League, um, contacted us last minute. It's like, hey, Williamson still has Dak Prescott in his in his lineup at quarterback. So now you've got, uh, what, Daniel Jones, Monday Night Football, in your lineup instead. Yeah, you sent me that note, and it's funny because it was right before kickoff. Oh, by the way, it was Halloween. I hope everyone loved their Halloween. Yeah. So I had like a half hour window where I was like helping the wife give out candy. You know, we were breaking down all the displays she had out front. I mean, we had all kinds of stuff going on. She gets into it. So I actually was not thinking about football for on Sunday for about half an hour, which never happens. And I saw your text, and I'm like, by the time I responded, it was like right before kickoff. I'm like, oh, no, I'm an idiot. And I, ex I exactly thought like you did. Like every step of the way, I'm like, Dak's playing. I don't believe this. What a gutsy move by Dallas. And then I got super lucky. My backup happened to be a Monday night quarterback. I mean, he could have been on 30 other teams, and I would have been screwed. But we'll see how that goes. But, I mean – I feel like Dallas was playing with fire and I thought that the, the announcers had a good conversation about these coaches realize, especially now with 17 games, it might be better to live for tomorrow and give Dak an extra week. And he's so important. 
And then they get away with a win here against a quality opponent that didn't play badly, but they snuck one out. Yeah, that was huge. huge to be able to sneak out that win. And to be honest with you, I would take that Cooper Rush stat line. If you picked up Cooper Rush instead of playing uh, Daniel Jones on Monday Night Football, I'd take 325 yards and a couple of touchdowns for sure. Uh, if you gave me the opportunity to take that now or go with Daniel Jones on Monday night against the Chiefs, although that Chiefs defense has not been great. So, um, yeah, uh, the, the Vikings are just, you know, lose one, win one. That's what the yeah. Vikings are right now. Even Steven. It, it feels like they're just going to kind of win, lose to some uh, some good teams and, and beat some bad teams, and, and that's where they're going to be this year, and they're still in that conversation for the wild card spot. A lot of those teams are, um, you know, five or six teams going to be battling for those last two wild card spots, it looks like, or maybe just the last one wild card spot now in the NFC, and I think the Vikings will be one of those, but one of those teams has to go on a win streak and, and sort of take over that, that that, uh, that wild card spot, sort of like the Saints have done recently. Yeah, and right. And then the Saints just lost your quarterback. I mean, uh, those outside the top five in the NFC is very messy. I, I mean, to be very honest with you, this is a game the Vikings are going to kick themselves. Though. I mean, they were mm -hmm. in it the whole time. I, I mean, uh, there were a couple guys that really stood out to me. It was Micah Parsons and C.D. Lamb. Some of these, their last two first-round picks look like stars, and that should shock anyone about well, you know, if you paid any attention to either one of these. But, I mean, Minnesota's pretty healthy. They're, I mean, Cousins was okay, not great. I mean, you would expect more from him in this situation. Mm -hmm. This is a game they had to have. I think it's the story of the Dallas Cowboys season. There's a lot of storylines there, but to me, it's the defense. I thought yeah, this was going to be an awful defense. I thought this defense was going to be playing kind of like what we're seeing with the Kansas City Chiefs defense this year. And the defense is playing great. Yeah, and you mentioned it. Michael Parsons looks like they found some stars. And really, Jerry Jones is... That front office has done for for not being football guys, quote unquote, or whatever. Uh, in that front office, they've they do really well at finding good football players. So I got to give them props too. Yeah, I, I think people brush it off. I, I mean, but they've drafted really as well as anyone in the league for like the last ten years. I mean, go back to getting Dak in the mid rounds, and they don't miss on many. I mean, they, they've done a really good job. Four tackles for loss, by the way, by Micah Parsons. He led the, the entire game in tackles at the 11, but four of those behind the line of scrimmage, those are the big plays you need from a, a young star linebacker. And they kind of line him up in positions to get after the quarterback a little bit too. And he's obviously physically gifted yeah. as, as all get out. So um, it's a fun player there for that Cowboys defense. And yeah, stock up for those Dallas Cowboys. If you can win games against pretty solid NFC opponents with Cooper Rush, then you're in darn good shape when Dak Prescott is healthy, and the fact that you're letting him sit to be healthy uh, is pretty important. So big stock up for the Dallas Cowboys. When things like that happen, you start to kind of go, hmm, is it their year? Yeah. You know, you're 6-1. Mm -hmm. The division is yours. Is the conference yours? You know, you're, you're beating teams you shouldn't. Things are falling into place. Uh, Diggs got injured the corner. From what I saw today, it doesn't look like it's super serious. I'm sure Dak will be back next week. You know, Gallup was returning. You know, like things are kind of falling Dallas's way in a big, big way right now as we get into November. By the way, can you guess who the top three seeds are in the AFC and the NFC? Is Tennessee one? Yeah, Tennessee is one at six and two. And then there's three, five, and two teams in the AFC Raiders, Ravens, Bills. And wow. then in the NFC, I was thinking for a second, I was like, wait, are the Cowboys the one seed right now? And they're not because they're six and one and there's two seven and one teams. So uh, oh, Cowboys okay. three, actually there's four or there's three seven and one teams because the Rams, but the Rams a tiebreaker wouldn't be the winner of the, the West. It'd be the Cardinals, but it's the Packers that would have the one seed right now. Wow. 
I mean, imagine if you're West, one of those teams ends up like 14 and three in a wild card. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, you're going on the road. I, that's tough. <laughs> right. That is tough for a 14 win, especially in this 17 game season now. So yeah, uh, that's going to be a fun race for seeding in, in both of these conferences right now. The rest of the games from week eight, Matt and I. I'm sure we'll have some trades to interrupt us, too. Though. I think I hope so. I hope we have more yeah. breaking news tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.